Welcome back to The Listening Party. I'm your host, Emil Antonell. Joining me today on the show is the front man from Sally's Comet, Mr. Alex Mitz. Hello. Hello, hello. I did not actually re- remember that that was the name of your group when you sent me the file, and I was like, oh yeah, that, that's what it's called, because I just always just Alex's music. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for a long time, that's just kind of what it was, but I kind of wanted to get out of the habit of it just being my music to let other people come in and do stuff. You know, I was really controlling for a long, long time about my own music, and I don't know, it's, it's nice to play with others when you can. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to take the opportunity, bringing up the name, to ask you where the name comes from. It is from my favorite TV show, Hey Arnold. There's an episode called Sally's Comet, and it's it was between a few different Hey Arnold episode names, and that's where I pulled it from. And I thought it was uh, I thought it was an interesting <sighs> idea for a band name, and so I stole it. I love that. That's from Hey Arnold. I missed that show. Oh, dude, I forgot it's, about that show. It's a, it's my favorite show. I'm a for for those out there in podcast land. I'm a seventh grade English teacher, and uh, I use Hey Arnold to teach a lot. So I feel like there's a lot of valuable life lessons from that show. Oh, dude, it's like it's it's the it's the basis for my moral compass. Really, like without Hey Arnold, I'd be a completely different person. So let's talk about this song, man. You, we've been talking a little bit about when you're going to put something out, and you finally sent me the message the other day. Yeah, so I've been putting stuff out like intermittently. So, gosh, I think it was, I think it was kind of a, you know, uh, a project that came back about as a result of COVID nineteen. Because I put out like two songs back in 2016, thinking like, oh yeah, maybe I'll jump back into music. And I have this problem where I keep thinking maybe I'll jump back into music, and then I just don't. Because uh, I was fairly active doing music stuff in, I don't know, however many years ago, and then I just kind of fell off the face of the planet doing other things. And so now that I've had all this time on my hands, I've kind of buckled down and used this as a, look, you have no more excuse, start writing music again. And so I put this song out that I sent you just like a couple days ago. And then prior to that, I released one the month before. And then prior to that, I released one a month before that. So I'm trying to like consistently put stuff out and, you know, write. I think one, yeah, so I think one of the things that uh, prevents me from doing that is I need to get better at just finishing a song. And that's what these songs are kind of moving towards, is getting done with a song and letting the world have it and not just sit on it forever. Do you have that problem that most of us do when we are recording, you know, by ourselves at home in that you have a hard time on uh, knowing when to stop, like when to be like, it's done. I don't need to keep doing things to it. Yeah. And I think this was the first one uh, that I really, that I, that I had the option to keep tinkering with and then actively decided not to, uh, you know, because there, there comes a point too where I like, I'll start making little changes and then I'll catch myself. Like I've moved this knob, you know, a half decibel to the left and a half decibel to the right eight times. It's probably done. But this was the first one where it was like, I did a mix. I I listened to it in the car. I made some adjustments and I listened to it again, but I didn't take it back in the car. I just went, you know what? I only made a few tweaks here and there. I think this is just fine like this is this is good enough i wish i had the ability to do that it's it's hard (laughs) like it was really hard to do that with this song because i like this song like this song isn't you know i i really i i like this song a lot is in you know as i was developing i'm like oh yeah this is kind of a nice little bop you know uh it's kind of you know I'll, i'll admit it's not you know revolutionary or anything it's kind of a generic sort of 90s bop but uh you know it was, it's hard to say 
that it's fully complete. It's like, uh, I imagine, I don't have kids myself, but I imagine it's like, you know, kicking kids out of the house. If you're one of those parents who just wants them to live at home forever, it's like, go, you're be free. I don't know. <laughs> That's a fun metaphor. Yeah, it's probably totally inaccurate. But Maybe you'll find out one day. <laughs> we'll see. All right, well, let's listen to the song. Sure. me wanna scream and shout I gotta get this off of my chest I have sometimes had my doubts about the life we lead together I wanted to cut and run but through nasty weather you know two is better than one oh, one is a little understanding in that is that you playing bass or is that somebody else no that's me that's yeah that's all me except for the drums which are just fake drums 
Okay. That is a uh, that is a very cool bassline. Then there's a lot of movement going on in there. That's really fun. Thanks, I, dude. I really dig the bass on that. Yeah, it's you know it's one of those things too where uh, I bought this bass. It's a Squire P bass that I bought however many years ago for a hundred bucks at a pawn shop in Ventura, and it was kind of like I just needed a bass to record, and it ended up being a pretty good bass. Like I was really surprised at this one because I'm not normally a fan of Squire things. Not that I you know actively dislike them or anything, but I'm more of a just like let's go straight for Fender. And, yeah. uh, but I just needed a bass to record, and I haven't needed a new bass ever since, just because it works for everything I need it to do. You know, I completely understand. I bought a uh, like a jazz bass, a Jay Terser jazz bass from a guy in front of a Seven Eleven. Oh, that's for cool. Sixty bucks. That's and br- that that bass is great. I still have it. That's it was badass. just missing like one tuning, uh, uh, like the head of the tuning peg. That was it. So I would just you know grab it with a piece of pliers and. A pair of pl- a piece of pliers. A piece of pliers. Grab it yeah. with a pair of pliers <laughs> and tune it. You know, turn it to tune. But it, I still have it. I my, my bass player eventually fixed the tuning head for me, so I don't have to use pliers anymore. It's good. It's good. It's an important thing. I wanted to give you um, a really good compliment that I think you'll understand on the vocals, or I think you'll understand how high of a compliment it is because you know me. Is that um, you have a great Anthony Anthony Green thing going on with your voice? Oh, my heart. Oh my God, that that does really make my heart swell and burst. Thank you. Well, it reminds me, especially like the poppiness. I have I have weird references. I wrote down in my notes here to be like, like the the verses have this very cool kind of Cold War Kids thing that I felt. Okay. And the choruses go into that like poppy Anthony Green thing that reminds me of like the when I first saw him play Miracle Sun acoustic yes. on Fuse when that was still a thing. Oh man, I just yeah we oh thank you we I just went and saw Anthony Green in Anaheim and. Yeah, that song that song hits you when you when you hear it. It just the very much your chorus and the way that you're singing the chorus very much reminds me of when he does his pop stuff because he definitely has some of those songs where you're like, "What is this? This isn't what you make." Oh yeah, dude, Avalon. Like that's the you know the, it's out like things like Avalon or you know what whatever other what's uh Verilyn is the more recent stuff that he's been doing, but it's such a it's such a departure from the circa things that he does and. Yeah, and thinking back to like original Seosin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I've seen I've seen Anthony Green and I've seen Circa, and I'm I, I hope nobody listening hates me for this. I prefer just seeing Anthony Green. I love Circa to death, but man, Anthony Green by himself puts on an amazing show. It's incredible. So thank you for that, because I would love to see him by himself. I've never gotten to do that. I have seen Circa though. The last time I saw them was uh, when they were here for Rockin' Roots. That was awesome because I was working on that event, and they actually. You know, Tim Gardea, we all know. Mm. If, you, if anybody knows who Tim Gardea is, you know how unreliable uh, that guy was. So he had promised them like it was a flyout show. And then he didn't get any of the gear that he was supposed to get for them. So he wow. came to my band and was like, hey, can Circus Survive use your stuff? And I was like, well, of course. That's terrible. I mean, that's cool that you did that, but that's terrible that he did. I mean, he did a bunch of terrible things. Um, yeah, it, it, he did a terrible thing, but it was very cool for me because we got to go take all our stuff to them and like, show them the ins and outs and hang out with them while they uh sound checked and then they came and watched us play on our stage as you know uh, like a thank you and tweeted about us so i still cool. have like the screenshot from that and everything i love that hell yeah dude i would keep that forever and it's it's that's super cool yeah no the last time i saw circa they played here at montgomery world plaza i think 
Oh yeah, I was there for that. I remember. Uh, I remember when we were all getting smashed against the front of the stage, and he stopped the show. Yep, I remember that too. I remember that too. That yeah. was that was nuts. Uh, but yeah, no, like I, that's you know, I I love going back to. I can say this forever and ever. I love Circus Survive, so that'll be the last time I say it. But you know, they <laughs> they've gotten really big. You know, not to not to be you know indie hipster or anything, but like going to a show that big just isn't super enjoyable anymore. Like I also went to recently go see The Sounds of Animals Fighting. Um, and that show was just, just packed. Like they, they sold, they, they, they definitely believe they oversold that show. So, you know, it was really cool to watch the entirety of Tiger and the Duke among, you know, other things that they've put out. But, you know, I felt squished. I felt uncomfortable. It was just kind of hot, but I saw Anthony Green at this little venue in Garden Grove, I think. And it was incredible. I was like maybe four people back. There were probably like 50 people in the entire place. It was a full band show. He played all the things from Avalon I wanted him to play. Uh, it couldn't have been it couldn't have been a better show. Definitely in my top five of all time. That's cool. I need to make a point to try and get out there to go see him when, you know, when things, those things are allowed again. Yeah. But yeah, no, thanks for that compliment. I've been trying to perfect my uh, Anthony Green voice it's really hard it's, it's really uh it's really up there so well i feel like you're doing a good job of not doing his voice but doing you know your own thing that just reminds me of that oh thank you yeah no but i mean i do <laughs> i do drive around in the car and try and sing anthony green tunes and i can get through maybe like two songs and my voice is shot so i don't know how he does it so do you have plans for anything else to be released in the near future so uh, this just got put out a couple of days ago and so I, i've kind of restructured the way that i write songs you know back in the day what what i would do is i would usually just sit down with a guitar and plunk out you know plunk out some plunk out a chord progression and maybe do a vocal melody on top of that and write lyrics that went along with that now i've started flipping the songs on their head a little bit now that i feel like i've got a little more freedom uh, just in the way that I write and I record and technology has come as far as it's come in the last however many years, uh, I usually start with like either a, a beat, like a drum, like a drum beat, some sort of MIDI, you know, MIDI drum groove. And it kind of inspires, you know, like, oh, okay, maybe a cool, maybe, uh, this type of guitar sound will go along with this. So I started building from the ground up. So the short answer to that question is no, but I, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm sure, you know, I've been cranking them out about once a month. So I think I want to try and keep that schedule consistent. If I can put one thing out a month, then maybe That's it's a perfect answer that we were looking for. So yeah, I mean, I figure at that point, you know, because I, I don't know, I don't know if anybody does albums so much anymore. Like, I know people do, but I know that's really not the trend anymore. Uh, yeah, you know? not people like us, at least. Yeah, you know, and that's that's kind of it for me is, you know, I, since I'm, you know, I, since I'm recommitting myself to writing more music, uh, a single at a time is good. And I figure if I do one a month, I basically have the equivalent of an album in a year. I don't know, maybe I'll get some people together and play a show or something. I don't know. That's Yeah, maybe we'll be allowed to play shows by then. We'll see. But if if <laughs> uh, if we are, I I definitely wouldn't mind doing that again. I uh recently, I guess not so recently, but in the recent past I came off of uh playing in a cover band that was a lot of fun and I really like playing live. I just don't get the opportunity to do it so much especially with original tunes. 
so where can the people find your music and where can they follow you on your social medias? Uh, for social media, I think I just have a Facebook and a Bandcamp. And I, you know, since it's just me right now, I don't take a lot of pictures and no uh, Instagram yet. But there is a sallyscomet.com, which is cool. And it's basically just check out the latest tracks. There's a donate button if you want to donate and a video down at the bottom. And I've started buying shirts for people as like gifts. You know, like I don't have a place to sell shirts, but occasionally like if someone does something cool, like you know, shares a post or, you know, listens to a song and gives me some cool feedback on it. And, you know, I'll just buy somebody a cool shirt. It's kind of an expensive, like, thank you. But anyway, Facebook. That's and, a great uh, gesture, though. Yeah, it's nice. It's uh, And they, they actually end up being really cool. Like, I spring for the high-quality, like, American Apparel shirts because I like that stuff. So I figure might as well give, n don't give away the cheap stuff. Um, but, yeah, sallyscomet.com and... Facebook slash Sally's Comet Music, maybe? I don't know. It's a picture of a black backdrop with a white comet hailing down on the city type of thing. <laughs> You'll find it. You guys will find it. They're good with the internet. They should be. Those darn kids with their with the internet in their pants all the time. I don't even think kids listen to this show. I think it's all people our age. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. But you can find the show uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. You can talk to us on Facebook and Instagram at Bakersfield Sounds Pod. Alex, you want to say goodbye to everybody? Uh, yeah, goodbye, everybody. Thank you very much. And uh, feel free to reach out and say hello or, I don't know, something. I'm there. Thank you for being on the show. And I hope we can do another one when the next song comes out. Thanks, dude. Till next time. <laughs>